Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Tonight I want to talk to you for a few minutes about an undivided heart. An undivided heart. You may be seated. So as we look at examining examining the um, theme for this week, love the church, uh, I think it's important that we uh, prepare the way tonight because there are some things that are necessary if we want to be able to love the church or to love each other or to love anyone, and that is your heart has to be right. right So the issue that is raised here, the psalmist says, give me an undivided heart. Our hearts sometimes become fragmented and broken and divided when we are pulled in many directions at once. Sometimes we are enticed and entrapped by things that turn out to be trash. And sometimes we are distracted by things that are not bad necessarily in themselves. But when we pursue them as the goal of life, it ends up being something like costume jewelry. That amounts to not much of anything once you look at it closely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In, in, in order to get some practical help in this area, we need to start with a very basic question, and that is what are the marks or the indications of a divided heart? All right. So, first of all, I want to tell you that. Uh, There there are a couple of things that can uh, give us uh, an idea that we're dealing with a divided heart. And the first thing I want to talk to you about is a perpetual ambivalence. Perpetual ambivalence. That term simply describes a person who is unable to commit to anything outside of himself. He runs from one relationship to another. From one job to another. From one friendship to another. From one church to another. I forgot to ask. Y'all are going to help me tonight, aren't you? We're going to help you. I'm going to help you. Never, never staying in one place long enough to make anything stick. Watch out. He's here today, but gone tomorrow. To to get a deeper understanding, you have to consider 1 Chronicles chapter 12, which lists the soldiers who came to David's aid when he was in Ziklag and later in Hebron. These soldiers came from various tribes in Israel and they realized that even though David was not king over Israel yet, that God's hand was upon him and he was bound to replace Saul sooner or later. So so you have a list uh, given in the scriptures of the men who came from the tribe of Benjamin and from Gad and from Manasseh and so on. And, and, And maybe the most 
famous of them are the men of Issachar, who, who, who the Bible says in that 32nd verse, who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. But then in the very next verse, we find this note about the warriors from the tribe of Zebulon. They are described as experienced soldiers prepared for battle with every type of weapon to help David with undivided loyalty. All right. Yeah, so here you have a whole host of trained soldiers who came to David ready to fight. They showed up in full battle gear, shield and spear and bows, ready to go to battle at a moment's notice. But that's not their best quality. Their best quality was that they were men of undivided loyalty. Yes, sir. The, the, the original Hebrew text emphasizes this in an unusual way when it uses the word for not and the word heart repeated twice. So in the original Hebrew, it sounds something like this, not heart and heart. You get that not heart and heart. What does that mean? Not double hearted. Not, not partly for Saul and partly for David. But, but, but these men, having made their choice, made up their mind. it was one heart all the time. Yes, sir. Nothing held back. All right. We sing the song sometimes. We say, withholding nothing. nothing. Yeah, I, I, I surrender all. These men said, David, we're all in. Right. Where you lead, we will follow. Pastor, the, the problem with folk loving the church is they can't make up their mind <laughs> to be committed to anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they, they'll be with you today, but on tomorrow. Yeah, if March Madness is going on. Wow. <laughs> And their team is played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they're on the other side now. Yeah, so, 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 but these men, no, no such thing. They were all the way. All the way. Committed. People with a divided heart can't talk that way. Well, they, they are in and out at the same time. There's a second characteristic, though, of a divided heart, and that is that they have divided priorities. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus told a parable about a man who went out to sow seed. Some fell on the path, some on the stony ground, some among the thorns and some on the good ground. And when Jesus explained the parable, he said that the four souls represented four responses to the message of the kingdom. And this is the explanation. In verse 22, he says, the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. If you've ever planted a garden, you understand what Jesus is saying. No matter how good the soil may appear to be from above, there are always some weeds hiding just below the surface. I mean, when is the last time you ever had to sow some weeds? 
You don't have to plant weed. You don't have to, plant weed. You don't have to cultivate weed. No, sir. You don't have to water weed. No, sir. All you got to do is just watch them Just grow. watch them grow. And if you don't pull them up, they'll choke out the seed yeah. you have planted. Jesus said that some people are just like that. They are fence straddlers. Maybe they mean business, but they never pull the weeds out of their lives. And in this parable, Jesus mentions two particular kinds of weeds. The first kind of weed he talks about is the worries of life. This refers to any kind of overwhelming concern in your life that catches all of your attention. It, it could be something that in itself is not so bad, yeah. such as a genuine concern for your job or for your health or for your personal financial situation. It could be a relationship that takes up all of your waking moments. It could be a family issue that keeps you tossing day and night. But what I'm trying to tell you is you ought not let anything worry you to the point that it takes away from you being committed to the will of God. Yes, sir. No wonder Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. If your heart is troubled, you can't focus on what you need to be doing. Yes, sir. Secondly, he talks about the deceitfulness of wealth. We, we understand this. Money is addictive. Yeah. The more you have, the more you want. The more you want. Oh, oh, y'all know this story. Yeah. You, 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 you probably heard the story of the rich man who, when asked when would he stop working so hard, he said, when I have enough money. And somebody asked him, how much is enough? He said, just one more dollar. <laughs> That is the deceitfulness yeah. of we riches. Yeah. And so many folk in it, and can I just tell you, you don't have to be rich. You ain't got to be rich now. To be focused on money. All right. That's why so many poor people are, are deceived with, with all kinds of tricks and scams. Yes, sir. Yeah, somebody call you up talking about, I had somebody call me up, Ken, I think I told you about this, uh, a couple of years ago, said that I had, had won a million dollars and a Mercedes Benz. And then proceeded to give me instructions to go down to Walmart. Right, right. And send them some money to pay for the fees and all that. Yes, sir. I said, well, why don't you just take my fees out the million? <laughs> and send me my stuff. And send me my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the keys to my Mercedes. But so many people yeah. fall to that because yeah. they are greedy yeah. for money. Yeah. yeah, but what you gotta do is you gotta learn how to not allow that kind of temptation to overcome you and to distract you from doing the will of God. All right. it, it, it's important that, that Jesus is describing not unusual or strange temptations. Right. We all have some things that worry us. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, don't sit there and act like you don't have some things that worry you. There, there are some days when you wake up in the morning and you're already aggravated. Yes, sir. There are some days, baby, you just got up on the wrong side of the bed. And, and when you get to work, you already saying if if another person 
It will never call my name the wrong way. It's, it's all over with. Why? Because there, we, we all have some situations. We all face sickness. We all face family crisis. Yes, we all face medical issues. My, my, my. We all have some financial troubles, yes. some marital problems, uh -huh. some struggles with our children, well. disappointments and setbacks. No one is exempt from the troubles All of right. life. Right. Say that now. <laughs> you preaching real good. We get sick. Our loved ones get sick. Yes. Financial pressures weigh on us. Yes. Death knocks on our doors. Yes. Sooner, or later, yes. sooner or later. These are the thorns of life. Yes. Problems trials and difficulties can choke out God's work and leave us spiritually anemic. Yes. Now, there's a third sign of a divided heart. And that is, and I want you to hear this, an unclear identity. Right. Yeah, when the heart is divided, you won't know who you really are. You can't decide okay. what team you're on. Okay. If you can't decide what team you're on, right. you don't know what uniform to put on. Right. Right. You, you act single uh -huh. even though you're married. Right. You, you have two vocabularies depending on where you are. You know how to fit in wherever you happen to be. You are like the chameleon, changing your colors so that you always blend in. But living with a divided heart will mess up the mind. When you join the devil's team, you don't feel comfortable going back to the Lord's locker room at halftime. Yeah, the, the, the strange case then uh, 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 of the apostle Peter who, who, who will give us a, a, a prime example on the night before the crucifixion when Jesus met with his chosen men in the upper room Jesus took a look around or Peter took a look yeah. around looked at all the other men and he didn't seem to be so impressed by them and he said even Lord even if everyone else deserts you I will never desert you and I'm sure at the time that he meant it, he meant it. I I'm sure he was meaning that in his heart. But the problem was, uh -huh. Peter didn't know his own heart. My, my, my. Less than five hours after proclaiming his loyalty, what did he do? Th this, this bold apostle yes. turned to uh -huh. butter. Yeah. All it took was a little servant girl yeah. to bring him down. Yes, and when the betrayal was over, Peter cried like a baby yes. and went away by himself full of shame and regret and then came Easter morning uh -huh. when the women went to the tomb yes. and not knowing that Jesus had risen from the dead yes, sir. and when they arrived at the tomb early, early. on Sunday morning on Sunday. oh I know it ain't Easter yet it but Easter. I feel like doing my Easter speech yeah, when, when, when they arrived early yeah. on Sunday morning, yeah. an angel announced the yeah. good news yeah. and instructed them to go and tell his disciples, yeah. but get this, 
and Peter. Tell his disciples. Yes, sir. And Peter. They, they put emphasis to make sure that Peter was not left out. Right. Now, Peter's denial has separated him from the other disciples. And no doubt he wondered to himself many times, what am I now? Am I a traitor or am I a disciple? Yeah. Right. It, it, it just shows you how quickly you can fall. And I want to pause for a moment and say to somebody who's sitting here wondering if you're quite in or quite out, you hadn't quite decided, right. and wondering if you'll ever fit in again. And I'm here to tell you that as long as the blood is running warm in your veins, you have an opportunity to come back to the Lord. Maybe you used to love the church, uh -huh. but you got out there in all kinds of ways, and you've been doing some things you ought not be doing, but I'm here to tell you, the church ain't moved. All right. The church is still here. The church is still open. So then Peter, Peter came back to the Lord because the Lord gave him a special invitation at some point though you got to make up your mind you got to choose a team and stick with it That's it. don't be like some folk don't be like some folk go to the ball game and you're rooting for one team until the other team start winning my, my, my. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you want to start rooting for the other yeah, team yeah yeah I, I, don't, I don't like that yeah, if you, if, if, if you want to jump on the bandwagon, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. make up in your mind. No, no matter how poorly my team is doing, yeah, I, I got, I no got matter how right. bad they look, yeah. because I got to tell you, look bad on Friday. Yeah, uh -huh. look but real bad. Sunday, but Sunday, 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 before the buzzer sounds. Yes, sir. Jesus won the game. Yes, sir. Now, now, when you, when you, when you know who you are, yeah. that, 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 that makes a difference. My, my, my. And, and I need to ask you tonight, do you know who you are? Yes. Because until you know who you are, you don't know where to fit in. My, my, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the secret to Daniel's greatness. Yes. He knew who he was even in Babylon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, hundreds of miles from Jerusalem. He was ripped away from his homeland and forced to march across the desert. Yeah, to the pagan city of Babylon. And there he enrolled in a school that he did not choose. He had to learn a language that was not his own. He had to absorb a culture both foreign and utterly pagan. Yeah. He, he was trained to serve in the Babylonian court. Yeah. Does that sound familiar to you? Here we are today in our, uh, in this country, we are a people who were forced to enroll in schools that we did not choose. Learn a language that is not our own. That's why we struggle with this language sometimes. <laughs> Subject and verb don't quite agree. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this is not our natural. Right, language. right, right, yeah. right, right. That, that, that's why the Black Panther made over a billion dollars. 
because we're trying to identify with where we really came from. Yeah. Yeah, but Daniel went through some things, but in the midst of all that he was given and all that he was forced to do, he still didn't forget who he was. Yeah. Church, can I tell you, don't ever forget don't ever. who you are. Come on. And in order not to forget who you are, you got to first know who you are. So when they tried to get Daniel and those boys to eat of the king's table, and that's the problem with many of us, we we too eager to eat at the king's table. We, we, we're too e eager to eat at the my, master's my, my. table. My, my, my. Yeah, but, but, but Daniel said, no, uh -huh. I'm not going to touch I the king's food. Yeah, just bring me some cereal and water. <laughs> they said, but no, Daniel, we can't do that because you won't look right. You, 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 the king will get on to, he said, no, just trust me. Yeah. Bring me some water and some cereal. And at the end of that 10-day period, Daniel looked better uh -huh. than any of the other slaves. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The King James Version says that he purposed in his heart. You've got a purpose in your heart that, that, that you're going to not forsake your identity. Yes, sir. You're going to remember who you are. Yeah. I know some of y'all are doing a little better now than you used to do. Well, I know that you grew up maybe a little on the poor side, uh -huh. but now you got a little money in the bank. Uh -huh. But don't forget the church. Yeah. Don't forget that it was at the church yeah. that you were reminded uh -huh. of who you belong to. Yes, sir. Yeah. Don't forget it was at the, church at the church that you learned to stand up for yourself yes, yeah. sir. and stand up for others. Uh -huh. Don't forget it was at the church, at the church. where the Lord met you uh -huh. and the Lord healed you uh -huh. and the Lord saved you. Uh -huh. So then, so then Daniel knew who he was and he knew where to draw the line. So church, that's what I've come to tell you tonight. We live in a world where biblical values are constantly under attack. Amen. We live in a world where uh, uh, even now I can't even go out and quote the president of these United States because I don't know what kind of language he's using and, and it doesn't appear to have any moral standards. Yeah, so we're living in a world that is changing. But the world's changing ought not change our way of thinking. Yes, sir. Yeah, so when you know who you are, uh -huh. you can serve Christ anywhere. Anywhere. Do I have a witness yes, here? Yes, sir. Anywhere. The man with an undivided heart uh -huh. knows who he is. The man with an undivided heart, yeah, knows who he belongs to. And once you make up your mind, then life will become simple. It may not be easy, but it will become simple. Yes, sir. Once I know who I am, I don't have to decide what I'm going to do. I already know who I am. And whose side I belong to. Yes, Do I have a witness in here? Yes, so now when I go back to my scripture, yeah. the Bible says, unite my heart to fear your name. Yes. The psalmist said, Lord, my heart.
heart is divided. Lord, my heart is separated. Lord, my heart is broken. But I need you to mend my heart. I need you to unite my heart. Do I have a witness in here? Is there anybody here that's ever told the Lord, Lord, I need you to heal my heart. If I can get my heart right, everything else will be all right. Yeah. And I come to tell you that if you have a broken heart, the potter wants to put you together again. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah. The problem starts in our hearts. If we can get our heart right, everything else will be all right. Yeah. Every now and then, you will hear me sing, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. If I'm a Christian in my heart, I can treat everybody like I ought to treat them. Yeah. If I'm a Christian in my heart, I can love my enemies. Do I have a witness? And the reason why I can love my enemies is because Jesus. Yeah. I told you. I know it's a couple of weeks before Easter Sunday morning, but I need to practice my Easter speech. Can I practice my Easter speech? One Friday, one Friday, they march my Savior up Golgotha's Hill. One Friday, they laid him down on that cross. They nailed his hand on that cross. They nailed his other hand on that cross. They nailed his feet on that cross. Had they been listening, they would have left him lying there. But they raised him up, lifted him up, and I Sunday morning, yes, sir. he got up uh-huh. with all power in his hand. And because he got up, my heart is all right now.
Everyone is standing. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless your name tonight. You are worthy to be praised. Father, I pray that as we give you glory and honor for what you've already done, we ask that you would search every heart here. If there is even one in our midst with a divided heart, Lord, I pray this day that you would touch their heart, that this day they might come running, shouting, I yield, I yield, can't hold out any longer. Save the unsaved. In the mighty and the precious name of Jesus, we ask these blessings. Let everyone say amen. 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 If you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ, or if you'd like to rededicate your life, now would be the time to come. Will you come tonight? Pastor Horace Austin, and that concludes our broadcast for today. Please join us next Sunday at 3.30 right here on 107.9 for another broadcast of the New Vision Missionary Baptist Church. Until then, God bless.